Hello there, you are listening to the Acts 29 Europe podcast, conversations on church planting in Europe. My name is Johnny Pollock and I'm a rural church planter in the west of Ireland and I'm joined by my co-host Alberto Puente, a pastor in the beautiful city of Sevilla. And each episode we want to hear from different guests about what God is doing in different contexts in the vast expanse of Europe to be better informed and encouraged, to know how to be praying, and to, under God, plant more and healthier churches that thrive and flourish as they take the message of Jesus into a world that needs to hear of him. Well, you are very welcome to the Acts 29 Church Planting in Europe podcast. Uh, my name is Johnny Pollock. I'm a rural planter in the west of Ireland. And again, I am joined by the wonderful Alberto Puente from, from the beautiful city of Sevilla. Alberto, ¿cómo estás? Fenomenal. ¿Qué tal? Um, bien, 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 bien. We, we, again, we yes, should do we a Spanish do podcast. We should. We can Because I'm, I'm joined not only by by uh, one Puente, but Los Hermanos Puente today. So we, we should we should... We'll get to the end of my Spanish ability, which will probably take about 30 seconds, and then we can go from there. But but, but one of the things that has been commented a lot, not only by yourself, Alberto, but by other guests, I'm feeling very self-confident now, is that as an Irishman, most of my conversation circles around the weather. It does. It, it I, does. I, I apologize. If anyone wants it's to know fine. a weather report, that's an entirely different podcast. But what is your favorite season of the year and why? So <clears throat> I don't like the summer, but I don't okay. like the summer because in Sevilla, it's 40 some degrees in the summer. Okay. So uh, spring and fall are probably the best weather-wise because I'm talking to an Irishman and that's what you care mm -hmm. about, the weather. <laughs> that's it. That's it. But uh, yeah, it's really mild temperatures. And then I love... Uh, any, everything from Thanksgiving, because my wife is an American and we celebrate Thanksgiving, to we celebrate here the Three Wise Men on January 5th. So we get mm -hmm. this huge holiday and that's mm -hmm. a very special time of the season for me and my family. So I love that time of year. Yeah, I, I'm likewise. I love it in Ireland when it's really cold and we can have a fire on and it's hot. Yeah, I, I I spent some time in the states and everything seems to be pumpkin spice, but I just it, that hasn't reached Ireland yet. Nah. I have no idea why people are drinking pumpkin, but yeah. well, it's it's one of those little mysteries in in life. But but we're we're joined today. I I get the wonderful privilege of asking you to introduce not just a brother in Christ. But a, but a brother in, in reality. Uh, so, so Alberto, uh, I don't want to introduce you to Francisco. I don't know if you've ever met him before, if you know anything about him. But would you, would you do us the honor of introducing your brother, please? Of course. <laughs> I know too much about him. That's the problem. But uh, yeah, so we have uh, Francisco, my brother, here with us. Uh, he is one of the pastors at the church that I also am one of the pastors at, Iglesia Bautista Fe, Faith Baptist Church in Sevilla, Spain. Actually, both of our families moved to Sevilla in January of 2012 by ourselves. We didn't know anyone here. And then began meeting as a church three months later in March of, yeah, March 2012. We began gathering as a church. He's married to Rebecca, my sister-in-law. And th this is interesting, Johnny. My brother and I got married one week apart. Way. Yeah, insane. But the only reason was because we had Spanish family coming uh, okay. to the United States, so we did it a week apart. Uh, 
and then they have uh, three children. My three uh, nephews, two nephews, one niece. They're awesome. They're great. So yeah, it's good to have you here, Fran. It's great to be on the show. Thank you for having me. I have to admit, throughout this podcast, there's there's bound to be other nuggets of gold that you can draw out of, of Francisco. But, uh, you know, we'll just see how it happens. And, and, <laughs> You're dying and, and to hear something. Yeah, yeah. I, I um, But it, it's it's great that... that um, Francisco, that you're you're able to be with us today, but 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 also to kind of explain a bit about your role. Uh, you're not on the podcast just because you're Alberto's brother, as much as Alberto might tell you that. <laughs> uh, but as well, you are you are uh, passionate about church planting as well, and also uh, involved with the Church and Hard Places Initiative. Uh, for for a lot of people who listen, will be will be somewhat aware of Church and Hard Places. But as much as we are passionate about planting churches. Um, which is a, a phenomenal uh, work of God and something that we're so privileged to be involved in. Um, it, we're also passionate about developing culture and training leaders for the future. And so maybe you could share a little bit about your, your work with um, developing leaders and in particular in Spain, something that we're really excited about in training pastoral uh, interns um, through your role uh, with Church in Hard Places. So I met uh, met uh, Mess and Matthew a few years ago, and um, saw what they were doing with uh, many many men that came from, in many many cases, from way different backgrounds, um, and they were taking these these men and giving them some sort of training um, for church planting in, in difficult places, uh, poverty stricken, you know, crime ridden. Uh, areas of the world, and uh, they Matthew proposed that I would do this with Spanish speakers. So for mm. the last uh, three years or so, I've been uh, training men from all sorts of uh, nations and, and backgrounds, uh, taking them through the two years uh, two year apprenticeship program, in the which uh, there there's a huge part of it is just theological refinement. And then there's also uh, a great practical aspect of, of healthy church planting. And uh, so guys from Argentina, Colombia, Mexico, uh, some Spaniards have gone through the process. And I just get to walk with them for two years. And in, mm-hmm. in many cases, uh, we stay friends. We've stayed friends. We stay connected. Mm-hmm. And I've been some sort of mentor for them and uh, through, through their own journey in pastoring church planting. Uh, so that's that's kind of like a, a short uh, description of, of what we do uh, with the Spanish speakers as well. Hmm. And in terms, sorry, just to, to kind of elaborate on that a little bit, obviously Spain and Alberto will share a little bit about Spain, but in terms of your role uh, in Ireland, everything is so small in Spain, everything is, is just infinitely bigger than us. Uh, but but in terms of how you encourage and support those people, I'm assuming that you do it in person as much as you can but on, on, on Zoom and other times. Right. So there's, uh, I think the majority of what we do is through, uh, through Zoom. We, we mm-hmm. meet for uh, one hour every month just to kind of review the reading. They, they do some reading every month and they have to turn in a written paper. And mm-hmm. uh, so we meet virtually. And then with, with some of the apprentices that have more interest um, I've done one-on-ones as well, like on a monthly basis, okay. where we just talk, get to know each other. They can ask some more practical questions. 
And then there's also a, a really important aspect of it, which are the intensives in the, which we get together in one location and we spend a couple of days together. And that's when more, more people come in to teach uh, and they get more of mm-hmm. the practical side of, of, of uh, church planting ministry. Um, mm. the, those, those, uh, face-to-face meetings are, are crucial. Uh, you see from there, mm. just to their, their relationship really, uh, goes to a different level. And then beyond that, um, there's, if they do decide to uh, join the network, then there's an ongoing relationship where we're, mm. we're co-laborers. We're just about two weeks ago, I, I was invited to, uh, go speak at, uh, at one of the churches, uh, uh, one of the pastors that went through the Church in Our Places program and just go get to be with his church, get to preach at his church and also just get to be a friend and a help and an encouragement as it's a very lonely situation for him. So I think that mm. from beginning uh, till, uh, from the very beginning of the relationship until now, it's just been, uh, it's been good on so many levels. Um, so mm. that's kind of how I get involved. Um, of course, once these guys get through the process, then they're kind of handed off to assessors and such. And then the scope of influence is even greater for them. The, the benefits of mm. the network are even greater for them. And I just have a small part in that. Mm. And friend, one of the things that I think has helped our church with the uh, um, uh, Church in Hard Places uh, cohort is even developing within the context of our church just a better and more refined uh, pastoral internship program that we're trying to model as a church for the other churches in Spain. Uh, how much of an influence do you think Church in Hard Places has had over our own church's pastoral internship program? Do you think it's had oh, yeah, some effect? Definitely. I think just the value that there is in um in reading good theology, in making uh, making these guys apply it uh, in written form and then in their own ministries uh, has shaped how we train our own guys. Uh, just to give you a better picture of just what Church in Hard Places has done, the guy I was mentioning, uh, this guy uh, inherited a church, a large church that was, he was really young. And he was just a charismatic guy, just very outgoing, good leader. And he was handed a church that was full of problems. And although it was large, it was very difficult to lead. And he just, he went to, he got to a crisis moment where he realized he needed help. Uh, he needed to learn. So through a, a contact, he reached out to, to church in hard places and asked just to be trained. And, um, this guy went from, uh, he's, he's, uh, he, he, he's a gypsy. He, he pastored a gypsy church and he went from uh, a totally different sphere of evangelicalism uh, onto our network and uh, was able to really take those skills that were given to him over the two years. It is now pastoring a really healthy church uh, without the confusion and the stress that he had a couple of years ago. So I think seeing that uh, has kind of shown us at our church, how we need to train, what skills we need to put into our guys, and uh, really how to help people go from uh, bad ecclesiology to healthy ecclesiology, from bad patterns of ministry, from bad expectations to healthier expectations. Um, so I think that really has influenced us uh, as, as a church as well, and it's influenced me even as a pastor. 
Yeah, I, I, yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think the Church in Hard Places internship has actually been an internship from for friend and I to become better uh, trainers mm. of, of, of ministry. So it's been yeah hugely influential. And then one more question, friend, about about this. Um, how, how do you see Church in Hard Places and even the network here in, in the Iberian Peninsula? Uh, so how, how are we going to develop and, and support church planters in Spain? What's kind of your, your vision with church in our places? I think the vision for me is, is that um, as we move forward, that more people will know that there's this resource available. We want to bless people. We want to help people. Uh, not because we're better than them, but because the Lord has connected us with, with uh, an awesome network with uh, many resources. And, and we, so I want, I want it to be, become more known and that's going to happen probably through, through workshops and, and such that Church in Hard Places does. Um, and I, I'd like to, to see our, us cast a net to even a wider group of people that need it, need the help. And then from there, just uh, create, you know, develop the network so that there's a brotherhood uh, of pastors that can lean on each other and that understand that they don't have to uh, do this alone. Um, so I'd love to see more and more Spaniards involved uh, in the apprenticeship program. Right now, they're usually a minor- minority. Right? There's like 17 guys in it right now, and only two are in Spain. And I- I'd love for that number to grow as we move forward. And even to see somebody do the training other than myself from within Spain, that would be great as well. So, so one of these pastors that finishes the training, seeing them pouring to other guys as well. Yeah, and I think I think that's such a such a great thing. And I, and I, in the show notes, uh, if you are or are connected with some churches in Spain that can put in touch with uh, Francisco or, or Alberto and 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 kind of begin those discussions. Whenever we're chatting about um, church planting, one of the one of the most common words that is used is isolation. Uh, people feel alone, even though we know that there are church planters in, in our countries. It, it, they can seem distant and, and, and networks can seem very disconnected. Uh, but it, it is a wonderful resource, um, as, as Fran has been unpacking, to not only develop our, our churches as church planting churches, but to ensure that we have a healthy network by healthy churches, which which is from healthy leaders who are entirely dependent on God. So, yeah, that that's exciting uh, that, that that for those, those 17 and we can be praying, you know, for the two the two uh, Spaniards there that, that that number will grow and and that that Spain and, and even even and further afield can be impacted um that's that's excellent uh, and I suppose it, it it does uncover another question that I have uh, as, as some people know I'd, I'd spent a couple of years in in Mexico uh, at the the global gathering in Benidorm I I was standing behind a guy from Carrero in northern Mexico that um that that we we spoke about a place I've been praying for for years but with Spanish being such a global language, and obviously your your role and position in training and developing leaders, uh, how how have you been able to personally, and and, and how would you love to see develop uh, your connections and training and and resourcing in different ways, uh, not only in Spain but but in, in in the United States and in Latin America, uh, and what ways have you been involved in in connecting Europe to the rest of the world uh, through through your ability to speak Spanish. Yeah, I mean, I think of, I, I think of the, for example, the, the uh, conference we had in Benidorm. And I think it was, it was so encouraging to see 
Europeans preaching the, the gospel and mm-hmm. blessing those that came from outside of Europe and leave blessed mm-hmm. by uh, a French, a Spaniard uh, preaching, the, preaching the word. So that, mm-hmm. was, that was amazing to see that, hey, Europe, Europe has faithful pastors and uh, mm-hmm. God is using them as well to, to bless the nations. I think uh, of my own experience going to Scotland years ago, and just seeing how a healthy church looks like in a difficult neighborhood of, of Edinburgh. Uh, and s- seeing all of us that were together for that uh, workshop, uh, people had flown in from America. People had, we had flown in from Spain. And that, uh, that experience, seeing the word preached, the, the, the word lived out, a healthy church mm-hmm. in a hard place, in Nidri, seeing God's work through it, I think encouraged many of us and helped, helped, helped us understand that uh, the gospel truly can penetrate the most difficult places. So I think people, every time they go there, they're encouraged, hey, the gospel can, can be preached and people will get saved. God will save people uh, in any context. And then I, hopefully my, my desire, one of the things we're doing even at our church through the internship program, our vision is, to see uh, laborers raised from Spain to be sent to the nations. So a lot of times when mm-hmm. we think of mission and missions, we think of something that kind of comes from, from, from the far west into Europe and mm-hmm. into Asia and such. Uh, our vision is to see Spain itself and the rest of Europe become a producer of, of church planters, right? And, that's, and that may be the most difficult step in this whole thing because we're, we're training guys through church in hard places, but a lot of times they're kind of stuck. They, they want to plant, but they don't know how. They don't have the resources for it. And my dream is that we can see church planting happen from within Europe and towards the rest of the world. And I think that's beginning to happen. Um, so that's, that's kind of my, my dream is the gospel is not a, a Korean or an American thing or a whatever thing. The gospel is, is global. And we want to be a part of it here in Europe as well. Oh, that's right. I, I think that 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 reality of of planting churches worldwide. I, I think that's such a it's such a tremendous vision, and it's a vision that that you guys are instilling not just in church and hard places across Spain, but within your local church. And I think that's exciting. It's exciting to see how how God can use that. And maybe a few years down the line, um, if Alberto and I are still here podcasting into the future. Uh, we would love to have you back to kind of see how how God has taken that and 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 develop leaders and not just develop them but sent them across the world. Now, praise God, that's 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 great to hear. Uh, in terms of of you personally, uh, this next little bit is I always say there's short questions with long answers uh, because we we talk about our weeks, we talk about what God's doing in our lives, and 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 it gives us a bit of space to get to know you as well personally. Uh, but but if we were to I, every time I ask this question, uh, especially being in ministry of what a normal week looks like, it always confuses me because I don't think there is such a thing as a normal week. But what does a a week in your life look like? How how does your ministry and your family and and all of those things? Uh, play out in, in a week for you. So I uh, I have the privilege of of working full time for the ministry. So it's it's mm. my my week is my week is really focused on just the word, prayer, and the church. Right. So I've um, like for example, uh, Monday, Tuesday mornings are heavy sermon prep or study. Um, my evenings are usually uh, 
usually fo- focus on discipleship and, and some of the leadership aspects of the church, whether it be meetings with deacons, with uh, elders in training. Um, so that's, uh, that's my Monday, Tuesday, Thursdays are somewhat like that. Wednesdays, it's, we have a great time. We have a, a really good prayer meeting on Wednesday mornings with, mm. with uh, just it, it ends up taking up the whole morning. It's a beautiful thing to see the church embrace prayer and the word. Here in Spain, mm. uh, not everybody works the same hours. So we get to just see a lot of people come on Wednesday mornings and just spend the whole morning praying and in the word and in community. And then um, we, we, we host community group uh, Tuesday nights. Um, then our Friday, I, I try to take, so Friday mornings is a morning, morning with the interns. Uh, we have three pastoral interns. As, I don't know if Alberta has mentioned this or not, but we started an internship, full-time internship program. So Friday mornings are devoted to the interns and their preaching uh, skills. We do, Alberta does an expositional like preaching mini course every Friday morning. So we're there with them. And I try to take Friday from Friday afternoon uh, till Saturday evening off. I try to have my sermon ready by Friday, Friday afternoon. uh, So I can be with the family Friday evenings. My kids play soccer. So I'm going to the soccer game Saturday. We're trying to take it easy. And then Sunday, you know, it's full go, uh, mm-hmm. lots of responsibilities. So that, that's kind of the rhythm that, uh, that uh, I live under. Uh, very structured because I'm, I'm very structured. I cannot work uh, without structure and a lot of uh, discipleship, study, prayer, and family life inter- mm-hmm. interwoven uh, into it. Mm. That's very good. You could be teaching us how to do structured weeks then. That would be, that's the next time you're on. <laughs> yeah. So even this little one hour call kind of has thrown me off my schedule. I was a little stressed about it. I thought, really? From 11 to 12, I had something else on the block. <laughs> but that's great. It's good to be with you guys. And it's usually me, that one that breaks up his schedule and structure. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> so then he, he also does once a week. Uh, we play soccer together. Yeah, I didn't want to. I, so, didn't, want, I didn't want to bring that up. I, I do want to bring it up because uh, just so Johnny learns a little bit about the difference between me and Fran. Fran's like a pure winger, old school, like Luis Figo style. Okay. Uh, and I'm a I'm a right back <laughs> defender, super slow. So Fran Fran's quite the star, man. I don't think Johnny, well. I don't think okay. Johnny knows who Figo is. I think Johnny. I do know him. Yeah, he does. Okay. Yeah, Johnny. Johnny's quite the soccer expertise. Okay, I he just, knows his stuff. Well, yeah, you just gained some respect from from me right there. If you know who this, who this figo oh, is, thank you. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do that every, once a week. Yeah, that's in there. Are you are you on the same team or against each other? We're, always against each always other. Against each other. Oh, right, okay. Always. Yes. Upper. Now we brought in the we brought in the interns and they're all they're all really good soccer players. So no longer okay. a star. Matter of fact, the first two weeks we played i fell down so um, oh. 37 years old now it's it's over i'm about to <laughs> you still got i want to hang out hang up the cleats <laughs> well other than uh how god is challenging you through the, our soccer games and how old you are uh, how else is god teaching encouraging challenging you just recently over the past you know weeks or months well um I can speak about even this morning. Uh, it's uh, I was in John chapter twenty-one this morning, and I was reminded again there Jesus' conversation with Peter about loving him and feeding the sheep. Just reminded that uh, we love Jesus when we when we love His flock, and I was just challenged about mm-hmm. that. You know how you know how Monday mornings are. 
they can be extremely exciting or exhausting. And today was one of those exhausting mornings and just challenged once again that, you know, that, that uh, when we love Christ Church, we really are loving Jesus. And uh, so that's, that's one way. And just encourage as well uh, this um, time we're spending with, with, with the interns, just understanding that um, the importance of, of training men and that we cannot plant every church that needs to be planted in Spain. So I am limited. Mm-hmm. I'm finite. But mm-hmm. uh, I think if, if we are obedient to that responsibility of training others, training faithful men, that we can see multiplication and church uh, planting hap- happening in, in our country. Mm-hmm. That can be overwhelming. There's a, a Spain needs more, ch- more churches. And a lot of times mm-hmm. I try to uh, bring a resolution to that understanding that I'm a lot weaker than I, I, I admit and that uh, through just faithfully training and just being here, uh, being the pastor I need to be, uh, that, that's my part. God will do the rest. And, uh, and, and uh, so that's, that's taken a work of faith and a process in me as well. We planted, we were, we were in our mid-20s. So when you're, mm. you know, we thought we, we could just kind of, with a sword and, and a shield, just kind of take over Spain. And uh, the Lord's mm-hmm. been humbling us every <laughs> every year. <laughs> and at this point, just understanding it, that uh, it is the Lord's work, not my work, has been another mm-hmm. another challenging, good thing that I've been going through. Mm. I want to thank you for not only not only your passion for that, but your your honesty. And I think we all have that. We're gonna we're gonna be the ones who change the world. And you know, it's not us, right? God take. God takes us to falling over in soccer to realize that, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of weak and humble, but he is strong and mighty. And so, yeah, thank you so much for that. Um, in terms of, of what, you know, obviously you, you mentioned some of your, your reading in John, John 21, but are there any other books or resources that you've been kind of reading either personally or, or about, about ministry contexts that have blessed you recently? Oh yeah. I just read, I finished, I think, two, was it two weeks ago, maybe the unfolding mystery discovering christ in the old testament by edmund Clowney, and Mm. that was a sign reading for seminary and that was so good um just helping Mm. me see uh christ more in the old testament understanding Mm. the christ-centeredness of just the whole bible but uh just that book Mm. opened up my eyes in a in a wild way Mm. just once again being challenged to read the bible differently uh seeing Christ at the center of everything. So that was one that, mm. that has stuck with me and that I, I will recommend to our interns and to many others. Oh, that's great. That's great. Well, at, at the end of each um, podcast, we, we don't want to just uh, ask for information or, or even get to know you a little bit more. But we also want to pray for you, both in your context, um, for your family, for your ministry, even the fact that you're you know related to Alberto. We want to we want to cover all that in prayer. That's the uh, first prayer to, request. That's the first prayer request. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what what? How can we pray for you and your family uh, and your ministry, Francisco? I think my biggest prayer requests are my children. And uh, okay. So pray for Sarah, Lucas, and Hugo, my three kids. Um, just have us just like any any dad, just a strong burden to see the Lord save them, and just pray for for that to happen. Um, Hmm. Pray also for uh, pray for for the work here in Spain that God will give us wisdom. Um, so we uh, we 
we are kind of ex- we're experiencing growth. Uh, we're seeing new things in our church, like I, we mentioned several times, the internship program. Pray that God will give us wisdom in navigating this new ministry phase. Um, pray, pray uh, also for for the brothers that are a part of uh, the Iberia network, uh, guys that are, that are that are just new to it, that are excited about it, and that we're really burdened for. Rafa, his name is Rafa Vargas, and his church in Valencia. And then uh, Javier in Barcelona. Just pray for them as well. Uh, pray that the Lord will bless the work there in Barcelona and in, in Valencia. And um, I think those would be the mo- mo- more present requests that I would have right now. And then pray for our country, pray for Spain. Um, just would love to see just a, a gospel awakening. and. Pray that mm-hmm. the Lord will will save this this hardened country. And I'll I'll add Johnny since it's my brother I can just add in stuff whenever I want. Um, we we have our our uh, church our family retreat for church planters in December from the fifth mm-hmm. through the eighth. And uh, yeah, just for us at the podcast, but also for our listeners to pray about because I think it's mm-hmm. going to be an instrumental four days to really mm-hmm. create a a a very relational a, a brotherhood of, of 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 planters a sisterhood of churches i think it's going to be great those four days um and we've got justin burkholder from guatemala an extra mm. church out there coming to teach us and johnny you're, you're invited I, i've told you this before haven't i <laughs> you and your wife could come you have december december in the south i know you sounds, tell me sounds you wonderful tell me. there's no more <laughs> one day you'll come there's no more slots but you're invited yeah, okay. man. <laughs> we'll put you in the VIP room. Oh, wow, look at that. that. And that's another interesting thing, just how the network is taking shape. There's there's quite a lot of interest to mm. come in to this brotherhood, mm. uh, to this family of churches, and just pray for wisdom in that. Mm. Pray that the Lord will give mm. Alberto wisdom to mm-hmm. to do his part well and <laughs> that the, the yeah. network will, will continue to grow, but not grow at all costs, right? but grow uh, yeah. in a wise way. Mm. I feel that we need to, Alberto, you can pray now. That, you know, the longer we go on, the more likely there is something that will come out yeah. that will yeah. give me ammunition for years. Yeah. And, and so ma- ma- maybe, Alberto, you, you can pray for Fran. Yes, yes, I'll pray for Fran. Father, I'm grateful for uh, this time. It's always good to listen to uh, church planters and pastors and leaders talk about the work you're doing in their specific regions. And obviously uh, this podcast hits close to home because I'm experiencing um, all the more, most things that friends, friends talked about. So Lord, I, I pray specifically for uh, Fran's uh, uh, children. Uh, thank you for, uh, for them. Pray that you would save them. Uh, pray for uh, Fran's wife as well. Encourage her and support her as she's there with with Fran and pray also for our church here in Sevilla uh, and in this new phase of ministry where uh, we're you've you've put before us before us this opportunity to begin this uh, pastoral internship program to train pastors and church planters uh, to uh, pastor and and plant churches here in Spain and even if you will around the the globe from from Spain. Mm. Uh, Lord, may you give us wisdom, guidance. Pray for the network here in the Iberian Peninsula. Uh, pray for the brothers 
and the families that are going through assessment. I pray that you would help us to support, encourage, love them through this process. Uh, we want to see more churches, more healthy churches planted here in the Iberian Peninsula. So, Lord, give us wisdom and guidance. And, uh, Lord, thank you for this time with our, our brother, Fran, and mm-hmm. uh, we look forward to seeing what you'll, you'll do through him in the coming years. And I pray these things in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Amen. Amen. No, thank you, and thanks for, for coming. I think the, the connection that you, you shared today between between the local church, the interns, Spain and, and, and the globe is, is such an inspiring vision. And, and as well as the, the Ed Clowney book, uh, we'll, we'll put that in the show notes as well. We'll also put contacts for, for Francisco and, and Alberto as well. And in terms of, if you're interested in the work in Spain, getting to know a little bit more, or even, uh, you know, of connections there that you could make, I'm sure the guys would really, really appreciate that. And, and again, we'll, we'll take care of you and, and we'll, will encourage you in the holiness and maturity in Christ uh, that we all aspire to. But that's that's us. So thank you, Francisco, for joining us. Um, uh, Alberto looks like he's breathing a sigh of relief that nothing nothing incriminating came out about him. There are no embarrassing stories. We'll talk about that off there's there. A lot of, there's um, a lot there. There's a lot there. Yeah, there is. We, that's, we will that's a chat. whole different we will podcast. Chat <laughs> that's a new <laughs> podcast. Probably twenty episodes. <laughs> but uh, Alberto, thank you again. Um, thank you, brother. It was, it was a pleasure to hang out with you Always. today. As as we got to know more about uh, Fran and the work of God in Spain. So thank you all as well for listening in today uh, to the podcast as we discuss conversations on church planting in Europe. Uh, do check out the show notes for all of the things that we talked about today. And we will see you again in two weeks' time as we uh, seek to know more about church planting in Europe in this wonderful adventure that God has called us to. God bless you all. Goodbye. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. On this episode, you have been listening to the Acts 29 Europe podcast, Conversations on Church Planting in Europe. Do check out the show notes for links to some of the things that we've been speaking about today. And we'd love it if you would subscribe and share this with your friends. And you can join us again in two weeks' time as we'll have another episode and another guest to celebrate church planting across Europe.